the only podcast that doesn't care. This is, uh, I don't care. Welcome to Bombers. We have me, uh, Bomber number five, Anthony, aka Deg, aka Flaccid Joystick. What? What? Joining me is uh, Bomber number one, Shay, aka Fully uh, Erect Joystick. I was gonna go with the Realized Danger, but yeah, Fully Erect. That's a, an Atari Joystick. The fifth, but not the twenty six hundred that like kind of has a little give. The fifty two hundred that like really kind of sucks even. to control that that game or that console is terrible. Too, it's too stiff. It's pain, painfully stiff, even. Um and uh, <laughs> neutral neutral joystick uh, bomber number three Zyber is not here today, so it would be just the two of us talking at you, uh, sliding into your ear holes with our. Moderate God, difficulties. If, if you well, hadn't had, if you haven't had enough yet, just stick around. This is going to be a banger, a joystick banger, if you will. Which I think you will. All right, Deg. Let's bang our audience with some news. I'm going to news bang all up on this podcast. Uh, as as always, we have our Discord where we have a wonderful community of close to a hundred people talking. Just kidding. There's really Whoa, about twenty. Really? I mean, there's about 100 people there. There's like 20 that are active. So but come and, come and still, pump our numbers. That's kind of impressive, though. Like, that we even got 100 people to join, I feel like, is impressive. Yeah, and that's not counting all the people that have left because they had to listen to <laughs> stuff like this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a link to join that Discord in the description below. We also have our Gmail. Send us fanfic, such as the one that we are getting from wonderful Josie, which we will not be reading on this episode because we don't have Zyber. We do a bunch of streams on Twitch. That is, this is Bombers on Twitch. We recently played Fortune Street, and it was really fun. You can follow us on Twitter at this is Bombers or at Realize Danger or at Zyber Three, specifically the third one. And if you'd like, uh, maybe these intros to be a little bit better, you could give us some money on Patreon, and we'll actually think about caring for once. Nope. That is, that is, this is Bombers again on Patreon, and for that. There are a few people that we definitely do care about, and that is our best friends, Anne and Rob and Josie, as well as our friends of the show, Haley and Himaru. Thank you very much. You're basically the only people listening to this that we do care about. So Can I, uh, can I just point something out that I was thinking, and I should have talked about this off air, but we're here and I'm just going to say it now. Here, here we are. Uh, uh, yeah, like... Should we talk about what we've been spending the money on? Because we have spent a little bit of the money that's been coming in. Like, we, we talked about how we don't want your money, like, for income. We're just going to use it to, like, improve the quality of the show. Uh, because I don't want this to feel like a job. Because, let's be honest, if I did a job as poorly as I do bombers, I would be fired. That's true. And uh, what are some of the things that we spent our money on so far, Deg? Can you elucidate the the fans on that a little bit I'm, so they can uh, know how their money is being spent? I'm going to elucidate so seductively to you. That's sure. Yeah, just do it sexily, and then it, it's all fine. I'm gonna let me get let me get up on this mic. Let me move these filters out of the way real Put quick. Put the mic in your mouth. I'm gonna chew on it a little bit. 
So we spent a little bit of the podcast money on a webcam for Zyber to make recording the podcast much smoother when Zyber's around, much like my voice right now, maybe. One of the I things that one of the things that you fans don't know is that we actually go on video for like basically the entire podcast because we need to be able to look at each other and, you know, see if someone really wants to talk about something. That helps us uh, stop talk other. over each other. Yeah, it prevents. Do you just so interrupt me? So we don't interrupt. If we were on talk video over, right now, and really and talk and talking could, over uh, each. Uh, we also spent money on the <laughs> lifetime subscription to Bombot on the Discord to to make managing uh, the community for everyone smoother, better, and more clean, so that you don't have to listen to the stuff you don't harder, want to faster, to. stronger. Yeah, specifically those things, and. Uh, we bought the Minecraft uh, subscription for, you know, because you know, we're such a big Minecraft playing community. Everybody's on Minecraft all the time. <sighs> I mean, it's it's something that, like, the people who watch our Twitch channel and, like, actually give us money, you know, are, like, you know, they would be invested in doing the Minecraft thing. So, like, if they're giving us money, then, yeah, we should be spending it on the Minecraft server would yep. be my argument. Even though I think it's just like mad dumb that I had to take money out of my bank account to like pay for something related to Minecraft. Yeah. That's um, forever going to be on your conscience really there, Shay. Uh, yeah, I don't feel good about it and like part of me is just like no, I'm overriding this like you just pay for the Minecraft dag out of your own pocket. Um one other thing uh is that we're going to get me a pop filter. Pop uh, filter. So uh, I I thought of that before the pod, before the podcast. And uh, and I was thinking that uh, maybe it's a good idea to uh, stop popping into the microphone. You got that nice pop filter that you're coming. What are you going to do about your sibilance? My what? Sibilance. Oh, the S? Yeah, you know, sibilance. N- nothing. Nothing? Okay. Nope. Good. I, good. No, the, we... That's my favorite part of listening to you. Listening to you. Oh. It's like Shea Steam right into my ears. Ooh, I hate it. You love it. <laughs> cool. Uh, hey, yeah, so, so we're spending your money. Don't worry. It's not just going around and sitting there and, and you know getting invested into, I don't know, Amazon.com. So, Shay, that's an upcoming purchase. What about upcoming releases? I mean, there's I, there are more upcoming bombers purchases than there are upcoming releases this week. Yeah, for real. Uh, like I'm de- like I'm dead serious too. Like there's just nothing right now. Um, the there was like the Falconeer I think is coming out on PS5 and Switch. It was an Xbox Series X like launch timed exclusive, but it was also on the Xbox One and the PC, uh, and it wasn't very good. So cool. Um, yeah, the, that's like that's like the biggest release. So I don't care. Um, but, uh, games that are not quite upcoming, uh, there were some delays today, Deg, and, and this is really more of a news item, but it, it can help us roll into our next thing. And, uh, Kena Bridge of Spirits, which was a PS5 game and, uh, uh, Horizon Forbidden West, Horizon no. Forbidden Lust, was, as I like to call it, was delayed. That game was delayed to 2022. Kena Bridge of Spirits was delayed only a month uh, to September, I think 21st. Uh, that game still looks awesome. Still looks like a Pixar movie. For now. I, I'm guessing. I'm guessing they just delayed it to just like do a little extra polish, which I appreciate. Nothing I like wrong with polish. polish. I wish more people were accepting of games getting delayed for polish. We'd, you know, get less problems in the gaming atmosphere and environment. 
Yeah, like maybe release a complete game instead of releasing a game and then saying, but we're going to have free content updates like for months. It's like, I, I mean, that's cool, I guess. But if if you could have fit it in the original game, I would have just taken it in the original game too. Or if the original game was playable to begin with instead of patching a month later. Well, some games are better than others as far as that's concerned. Like Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed Valhalla is bad. Animal Crossing New Horizons worked, you know, out of the box. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I, I, I don't mind. Like, as much as I really want to get Horizon Forbidden West, there's a couple of factors on that. One, I'd like to get, you know, the PlayStation 5 to actually play it first. Uh, that's sort of a factor. And I want it to be a good game. I liked the first one so much, I want the second one to still be good. You delay it to make it better, to make it playable, to make it good? Yeah, do it. Breath of the Wild 2 gets delayed? Whatever. Make it a good game. Well, I let, I'm i getting tired of waiting for that game. But <laughs> but yes. I, I mean, and, and, you know, status updates, I think, are, are good. Like, if you're going to delay a game, like, show a trailer or something, just to, like, give us a little something to chew on. You know, no, what, like what what, do, when they announced Breath of the Wild 2 was coming out in 2022, at least they gave us that little bit. What you do is you come out and you say, hi, you're probably really wanting us to talk about this one game. Well, we don't have any news about it, but here is a remake of another game instead. Well, that's what they did this year with Skyward Sword <laughs> HD, <laughs> which which we still haven't played, by the way. I, I know we said last week we were going to talk about it, but we, I, I don't know, dude. We just didn't. I, yeah, so. I, I just sort of was busy. And, well, we should have Zyber here. That just feels mean to deny him the ability to be involved. Well, I mean, honestly, like, he is probably the one who's most qualified about all of us to talk about it. Hasn't he beat it? Has he beat that game, or is that somebody else? That I know it? he's gotten pretty far into it. I don't remember who's beaten it. I know I, I still haven't gotten about that. to the first dungeon, so through the first dungeon at least. <laughs> great yeah. <laughs> um so so you mentioned uh just to circle back around to this you don't have a ps5 yet well why not deg De- uh, sony announced that the playstation 5 is the fastest selling console of all time as far 10 as million co- 10 million unit 10 oh my gosh 10 million units as far as sony's concerned fast fastest selling well i mean it it, it is that's the fastest selling co- they announced that it was the fastest selling sony console ever but i think it actually is the fastest selling console period I think that's it won't last. Everyone's no. just so desperate. It's I think that's really weird and probably a symptom of a lot of different factors and not necessarily a like telling uh thing about the console itself, you know. I I would say that the PS5 has had a rockier launch in terms of just like those weird things that happen with launch consoles, like the fact that sometimes the suspend mode just straight up does not work and there was that whole thing about how did have you seen that those videos going around about the new system update that allows you to add external memory and it's like a total disaster as far as like user the user experience yeah you can good luck figuring out how yeah it's kind of a mess um so i i think the ps5 has had a very rocky launch considering how successful it's been i i think sony is very fortunate that it's done as well as it has yeah and and i definitely think there's a lot of outside factors on just outside of the launch of the console that are affecting that and there's something i i i believe there's something to be said about the like hype 
Like, a lot of people just want the PS5 because it has the appearance of being unable to obtain it. You know what I mean? Yeah, the the perceived scarcity is, is huge. And it, it's really weird that we're in this scenario where here's this console that's basically still impossible to get. And 10 million of them have already been sold. And, and it's the fastest selling console ever. Like, how does that... Like, that does not compute in my head as someone who's been following this industry now for, you know, 20-plus years. Yeah. I mean, I can see why why it's going that way, just because it's that in demand. But that's totally unsustainable based on, like, what we've seen historically for these consoles. And it's statistic. It's like a statistic outlier to say it's the fastest-selling console of all time, because I would argue the only reason, for instance, the Wii, perhaps, doesn't have that accolade is just because of the supply chain i mean you want to talk about not having any consoles like the wii i think was impossible to get into like mid 2008 and that thing came out in like 2006 so that's that's more a testament to sony actually bothering with their supply chain and having a quote-unquote backlog of consoles and good production more than it is to how much people want it like fastest selling is a weird metric to brag about to a degree well and supply constraint is a weird metric to like talk about because is is it really a supply constraint if it's the fastest selling co- like I get it more people want it than that than can get it but if there were more of them would that many people want them yeah. so it's it's a weird it's just weird I don't know yeah it's a weird metric in general for sure uh so that's a news item uh, kind of a slow news week too so we can go ahead and get into our next little. Yeah, here, I, I mean, there was a little bit of news that we can talk about for our Weekly Bomb news section. Uh, weekly Bomb being, we bring a news item and decide if it's a bomb or the bomb. Go ahead first. Uh, You're so on a roll my, with news. So. Yeah, my story is, uh, my official Weekly Bomb story is Fatal Frame, Maiden of Black Water, formerly a Wii U exclusive, so the Wii U loses another exclusive. Um, originally was announced, uh, I believe during the Nintendo direct from E3. Does that sound right? It was around that era for sure. Anyway, anyway, uh, Nintendo announced that they were bringing it to switch and, uh, came out this week that it's actually not just coming to switch. It's coming to all consoles coming to uh, PS4 and Xbox one as well. Uh, I mean, obviously backwards compatible, uh, with PS5 and Xbox series X. I don't know if they have like, you know, console specific versions of it. I doubt it. Um, but anyway, it's coming to those consoles, but it's still going to be only digital, Dag. Oh, come on. They're, they're not releasing a physical version of this game. I'm very upset about that. I'm going to say this is a bomb because of that. Like, I'm happy it's coming out, but we already knew it was coming out. The news that came out is that it's going to be digital only in the West, which is, yeah. I mean, I better fire up my PlayAsia account again. Yeah, I'm going to have to immediately jump on that the digital only took this from, I was about to say, oh, that's freaking cool, too. Well, that sucks. So that's that's a bomb. Which is, uh, I thought Fatal is Fatal Frame not. I thought they had a Nintendo exclusivity type of thing going on with that series. I think what happened was it was sort of like the Bayonetta two situation where Nintendo kind of stepped in and just like took took those publishing rights from. I, I want to say was it Tecmo, who who did the original Fatal Frame games? Is it Tecmo? Why can I not remember this? We'll find out. Yeah, it's a, so it's it's Koei, Koei Tecmo. Uh, by the way, it is coming to PS5 and Xbox Series X. We'll have uh, it will have versions on those consoles. Right. Um, so anyway, uh, but Tecmo is both publishing and developing this this port of Fatal Frame. So yeah, uh, coming I'm, October twenty eighth to everything. 
I'm not too bent out of shape about Wii U losing an exclusive either because... What? <laughs> Come on, let's be realistic about it. If there's I one mean... system that needs the games saved from it, it's probably the Wii U. I mean, I didn't buy it on Wii U either because it was digital only. Yep. You know what I liked about the Wii U? It at least had folders, Nintendo Switch. What's a folder? Exactly. I forgot. I got it. I got amnesia. I'm a JRPG protagonist. Oh. Well, now we have to go through 60 hours of killing God for you to remember what a folder is. I'm going to walk into your house and break all your pots and steal your herb. Not my herb. I need that to combine with the other color herb to make a health item. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now, um, I think I've talked about that as much as I can. Here's an interesting thing. You ready for this? No. I also have a news item. Bum, bum, bum. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know exactly when this announcement came out, but it was announced that uh, Forza Motorsport 7 for the uh, Xbox storefront will be delisted starting September 15th, which means starting September 15th, there will be no Forza Motorsport title available on the Xbox storefront. Now, will Forza Horizon 4 still be available, or did they delist that as well? Do you know? That I don't. I think that one still has, because I, th- I believe they're on four-year licensings for those cars. So that okay. should still be good for... And, and uh, 5 is coming out later this year. Yes, because they skipped uh, Motorsport 8 and instead did Horizon 5. Yeah, so I bet I bet Horizon 4 will still be available. But um, So so this happens routinely with Forza, because like you said, Deg, they have licensing deals for yeah. the cars, which is really weird. And, and this is, again, this is, again, another reason why I think you should be buying your games physical, because... If you want to play, deals, among other well, if you want to play, if for whatever awful reason you actually want to play Forza Seven, you at this point, by as of September fifteenth, you would need to own the disc or have already purchased it digitally. And I mean, you know, it's a good way to get people to buy it digitally, I guess. But if you have Game Pass and you only have Game Pass, and you're like, I put my money in, like I want to play Forza Motorsport Seven. At this point, you're now in for Game Pass, and then you got to buy for- Forza Motorsport Seven digitally, quickly. And um, if you have previously played Forza Motorsport 7 via Game Pass and happen to have purchased any DLC or any other types of pack-type microtransaction garbage for it, and, and Yeah, the Forza Motorsport games are known for their exuberance at throwing microtransaction opportunities at you. But what is interesting about this, you bring up the Game Pass thing, um, there will no longer, other than Forza Horizon uh, 5 and 4, there will not be a Forza game available on Game Pass, uh, specifically for the car sim enthusiasts out there who want Forza Motorsport over uh, Horizon. I mean, it, it it's difficult for me to really comment on because I have a hard time seeing why anyone would prefer what Forza Motorsport is versus Forza Horizon. So do you want to go ahead and... and kind of describe the difference between the two for those who are uninitiated yeah motorsport is more of a direct car sim it, it attempts to do realistic racing and realistic uh driving in general not Whereas, car damage though not car damage no which is bs 
whereas Horizon is much more of an arcadey type of feel with, um, I don't even know how to exactly describe Horizon. I will say this: I agree, Horizon is better than Motorsport. Well, I, I think I think the the physics are still relatively simulation style with with Horizon. The difference is you're driving around an open world and you know going off road and doing crazy stuff, and you know you can drive a Lego car. Uh, yeah. But in, which I don't know what the I guess I don't know what the physics of a Lego car would be, like scaled up to the size of an actual car. I, mean, I can't imagine that they would be good. I, Maybe I don't, I, don't I don't know. I've never driven I mean, a Lego car, so I can't comment on that. Man, that's on my bucket list: drive a Lego car before I die. Wow, it just got put on my bucket list right now. That sounds awesome. I mean, first, first thing we need to create one, then we can drive it. But you know what? Okay, here's what we'll do: bucket list me, I build Lego car. Bucket list you, you drive me around to various appointments around town in said Lego car. All right. I think the hardest part of that is going to make the Lego car go without uh, melting, basically. What do you mean? We'll just fortify the Legos with anti-melt technology. (laughs) Anti-melt technology. It exists. Trust the science. Just use an electric motor, which still gets hot, so that doesn't actually help. Well, put a cooling, put a fan on it. It'll cool it down. Brilliant. It can run on ice. Then it will stay cold could run on ice danger everything runs on ice danger (laughs) uh this is a bomb um i I hate i hate uh, well it's complicated i i don't hate that they are taking it away because i i get that the licensing deals expire like that's how these things work what i hate is that people probably made the mistake of buying it digitally and people will continue to make that mistake. But it's not like when Microsoft puts the game out, they're like, they're going to put out a press release that's visible to everybody that says, Hey, if you bought this digitally, keep in mind, you know, don't like, don't delete it because it's going away. Like that's not going to be something that they would ever do. And I don't know. I just, I I just don't like the whole, I just don't like the whole digital thing. I don't like the digital experience. I don't like the whole digital thing. I think one of the things to observe about this that is very interesting to note is how this is coming right at a time where they're really pushing Game Pass in that digital-only atmosphere and that subscription service. And one of their pre- basically one of their premier series is, is going away forever. And it's sort what? of telling about Game Pass. What are their... A, what, what would you describe as Microsoft's premier like exclusive series at this point what what are they list like four or five uh i can get three probably because there's forza halo gears of war flight sim that's four i mean i, mean, I got the four if we're talking about flight sim as like one of their core pillars of their business i think i don't know i mean i i can talk until i'm blue in the face about how i think microsoft is in trouble with just like w- just i don't know they bought all those studios and we just haven't really seen anything and i don't know halo infinite had a demo or like a beta or something the other day and i I didn't really see i didn't really see anybody talking about it that's that's sort of we've said this before that's one of the weak spots in in microsoft's whole marketing is what do they have to offer that the other consoles don't and and you're right. To lose Forza Seven is it's not a big deal, but it's Telling. a deal. It's a yeah. medium deal. It's something at least. <coughs> oh, <coughs> dying. 
Uh, Forza has killed me. <laughs> Forza kill of the week. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. All right. I'm let's done. let's go ahead and move on. Um, as yeah. you know, Deg, and as our oh wait, what? I was agreeing with you. Let's move on. As I know, yeah, I know. What what do I know? As you know, and as our fans know. Yeah. We have many clubs in the Bombers Discord that you can join. You talked about it, I think. I, don't I, I, I actually didn't. They're great oh, clubs, though. Good. There's clubs. There's Club Sandwich. There's Club Med. Club Soda. And there's Game <laughs> Club. And there's Album of the Week Club. So let's get this out of the way first. Muffin. Uh, Muffin had the album this week in the Album of the Week thingy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we're going to wait. We're going to wait. Because... I want Zyber to talk about it. Yep, I want to get all of us together. And we've done two albums simultaneously in a single yeah. episode, so it's it's fine. And besides, you know, what if next week's episode is also as content light as this one is? Because, let me tell you, we had to scrape the bottom of the barrel for this one. Like, we spent the first five or seven minutes, like, just making sex jokes. Like, that's where we are at this point. Uh, but... We are going to talk about the Game Club Game of the Month, which was submitted by one Diggy D, and that was Donkey Kong 64. That was the game for July 2021, and um, Cyber didn't play it, uh, and I don't think he's technically part of the Game Club anyway, so we can totally talk about this. Yep. Submitted by Diggy Kong. Yeah. Uh, So the first thing to note is that if you want to know the age of all of the Kongs, you can totally do that. Uh, yes <laughs> you, I, we talked about this on the last show but I wanted to plug it one more time it's it's pinned to the game club discord channel Himaru did some incredible like psychotic work deciphering the age of like every Kong that's ever been created by the fine folks at Nintendo it's honestly uh, it's a terrifying deep dive into Kong lore that I like I wish I had this much time I don't know where he gets it because we have the same job <laughs> Maybe he does it, like, while I'm recording the podcast. Like, maybe that's his podcast. It's the the, the Donkey Kong cast? Donkey cast? No, Kong like cast? Kong cast. Kong ca- I, that sounds too much like Comcast, and I am not here for it. Uh, <laughs> Deg, you yes. played a little Donkey Kong 64. and I, You played a little Donkey Kong 64. It's a 3D platformer that has collectibles in it. What did you think? Oh, you know how I feel about them 3D platformers with collectibles in them. I, I do. What, what is the audience know maybe not that much Uh, if they've listened to any episodes of the bombers they know that i am not a fan i i I don't like collect-a-thon games nor do i particularly care for 3d platformer games and this is a both let's do it constructively if you were to fix donkey kong 64 like identify your big problem with it uh, and, and fix that problem for me. Like, how would you go about making the game better? Specifically with Donkey Kong 64, I think that my biggest complaint has to be the Kong switching. It feels it feels too uh, clunky. It, it sort of interrupts the play a little bit too much. I don't like the idea of running around the map and going, hey, look, there's that thing. Gotta come back in five minutes, though. Hope I remember it later. Why can't I just be like, hey, there's that thing. And if I use this Kong, I know how to get it. And it's a test of my knowing how to play the game instead of just a memorization game of, hmm, where did I see those bananas again? 
But how is that any different than, like, say, a Metroidvania where you're ba- I'm playing devil's advocate because I actually kind of agree with you that the Kong switching is clunky. But, ha- like, how is the backtracking to find something that you, like, memorize the location of? Like, how is that a big problem in the context of this game? Uh, it's the expectation of the type of game that you are playing, I think. Um, to a degree... I, I believe I said this in the game club, because uh, this game was made by Rare, who also made Banjo-Kazooie and Banjo-Tooie. And I looked it up. Banjo-Kazooie came first, then DK64, then Banjo-Tooie, if I remember the release dates correctly. That's correct, yes. It feels like DK64 is more of a, like, tech demo-y sort of test, like, learning the ropes, and then they refined it and made it better in Banjo-Kazooie. So it kind of blew my mind to have previously played Banjo-Kazooie, then played DK64, and feel like DK64 came first and Banjo-Kazooie was better as a 3D platformer collectathon. DK64 does feel like a step back from Banjo-Kazooie, and I- I'm not even sure if it was the same team. I can't confirm that. Rare had multiple development teams doing multiple projects at once, true, and they were releasing, true. you know, like three, four games a year pretty much at their at their peak. And... Like, but but what Banjo Kazooie has that DK sixty four doesn't is I feel like it has meaningful moves that you learn. Like in Donkey Kong sixty four, it never really feels like there's too many moves that, like, oftentimes the moves are kind of just like means to an end. Whereas in Banjo Kazooie, like sometimes the the moves are convenient. Like you get the Wonder Wing, and then you can kill enemies just by running into them, or you know, like, and then there's the transformations, which are really good. And, and in Donkey Kong sixty four, a lot of that stuff just it just you said clunky, and I think clunky, clunky Kong, you know, yeah. Uh, like the, I, I, I well, feel like I'm being too negative because there is a lot I like about this game, but it it has not you, aged well, even in the asked, canon of like three D platformers. You asked me, so of course we're going negative on my side of it, unfortunately. Um, the Kong switching itself, as I said, clunky. There's not enough to differentiate the different Kongs from each other either. What are you talking about? Chunky is is fat and like has and throws boulders, and Lanky Kong has long arms. There's and not... Tiny Kong is a poor man's Dixie Kong. <laughs> yeah, right. There's not enough differentiation. They all have guns. They shoot different ammo, but functionally they're the same. They all have musical instruments. They play a different instrument, but functionally they're the same. There's is maybe it opens up more further Lanky into Kong the game. Has a trombone? Yeah, no, cool. it does. It does not. I can no. I've beat. I have a hundred percent of the game. I didn't hundred percent this time, but I have. It does not open up. Uh, I mean, it's it's very much an exercise in go here, find your Kong's thing, and then do it. Um, and I think I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. Like that is the core problem with this game is that it's just sort of there's really like no reason for you to need a different Kong to do those things. Yeah. Which which is why I think that on top of not differentiating them, requiring you to go back to a, a switch barrel instead of just switching from the start menu for those few things that are different or just for the mere fact of this banana is red and I am not playing diddy right now i mean what it should have been was like each kong gets so like i like the idea that you have five characters that are that are you know exploring the same level 
but the Kongs needed more moves that like there were places that only they could go and it wasn't it, it wasn't that they could only go there because it was locked by their weapon because that's like kind of dumb yeah. like challenges that require you to use multiple Kongs like you got that a lot in like the creepy castle level I feel I feel like that is like the only level that I can think of that really utilized the multiple Kongs different abilities in a meaningful way uh, and you never got you didn't get that's a crazy castle it's like what is it called the it's like the last level. I can't remember. I, but it's like I, a scary... I think I got to like five, like level five. You got way farther than I thought you did, dude. Uh, but it's like a spooky castle thing, and like you're going through different rooms, and each Kong like can go into the room, and you know, so, sometimes you need to use them to progress another Kong, and like th- that that type of stuff would have been interesting, but they, there just was not nearly enough of it. Yeah, like having having a this Kong unlocks this, but then can't progress. So they need this Kong to go and sort of swapping like that, or even just straight up doing like play through the level, play through the entire level as DK, then play through the entire level as Diddy, then play through the entire level as, you know, uh, doing that kind of swap instead of uh, more of an open world level exploration could have been, I like mean, smaller le- smaller levels, but designed specifically around specific Kong capabilities, or even like even just the, section the si- off the level and say like this section of level you can only play as Chunky, and you have to do the Chunky things over here, or even just the same level. I mean, going along sort of the Metroidvania esque uh, example that you had, but going going with if you play through the level with this Kong, you're going to play through in this style. Therefore, the challenges and where the bananas are for this Kong are laid out in a way that is sort of useful to that play style. And this play yeah. style is encouraged by this Kong and the level design therefore feeds back into that, etc. And more thought uh, into that instead of having just an, an open world 3D area that's not really tailored to any specific Kong. Um, things that I like, I really like the world. De- I really like the world designs for what it's worth. Like yes. as far as as far as you know, just the creativity that went into creating each area. The game still looks really good. I think the aesthetic um, is is really on point. Yeah, they nailed it. Uh, I think uh, Grant Kirkhope obviously did oh, the music, oh, did a phenomenal so job. It's unbelievable. Um, and uh, and I like the Kongs. I think that I think that the Kongs are all like. I wish that they would bring some of these guys back, like Chunky Kong is they're fun they're fun the the character design is great the uh implementation of their play styles i've complained about but the actual characters are really cool and who doesn't love the dk rap i i don't i i what? hate the dk rap. Dude, i think it's stupid we, no Dude, it's, it's stupid no but you know what it's really bad it's 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 so bad it's good no it's just bad no and it's, you know what you know what's even worse that dumb ukulele rap that came out before that game came out. Do you remember that thing? It was like a promotional thing. I don't remember that one. Check out the ukulele rap. It it gives me cancer. Hmm. Well, you know, I have been needing some new cancer, so. <laughs> Not enough cancer in the world. You have to give yourself cancer. Uh, come on. I, I will say this, at least. The DK rap remix from Melee is better. Malay. Oh, Melee, as we determined, no, no, Malay, as we determined in the Bombers Discord. Melee, you know, Super Smash Brothers Melee. I had a, I knew a kid in high school that would pronounce it that way, and I was like, no, dude, it's Melee. Like it even says in the title screen of the game, and I like showed him the video, and he's like, no, it's Melee, and I'm like, no, it's not. But the it is not like. uh, mm, I'm mad on your behalf now. It was upsetting. 
So, having talked about DK64, are we going to score it? Are you? Yeah, I was about to ask. Are you ready to score it? Uh, I mean, I I can score it. I I was going to wonder if if you feel like you've played enough to score it. I I I can't. It's the factory level, whichever level that is. It's like four. Or That's five. the third level. Third level. Is that the third? I swear, I got further than that. Yeah, dude, Frantic Factory. Uh, I actually really, I really like that level too. I think it's um, I, the design of it wins me over. Uh, I I give the game a four. I, I think that for the at the time, I, I get it. Like I get why it was popular and it sold a bunch, and you know it got good review scores. It got really good review scores actually, and I get it. Like it, it for the time, it was an appropriate game that you, but it did nothing revolutionary whatsoever. And as a result of that, it kind of has just now it's kind of forgettable. Apart from the fact that it's Donkey Kong and has a DK rap. I mean, that is not forgettable. I will say that. Uh, I don't think it's good, but it's certainly unforgettable. And I give the game a four. Um, it's it's a soft four in the sense that I could be convinced, like objectively, that the game is probably a three. But ultimately, you know, we score the game subjectively. I give it a four because. I'm a little nostalgic for it, but uh, not an amazing game. I have no nostalgia for it, and I do, in fact, give it a three. It's playable. It's not unenjoyable. It could be better. And the thing that I think hurts it the most is the fact that Banjo-Kazooie did it better. And I give it a three. Well, there you go, Bombers fans. I mean, someone with nostalgia, someone without nostalgia, a three and a four. And I said it could be a three, so, you know. It sounds like it's kind of a three, yeah, uh, but you, check maybe, it out. You maybe know? you should go play it yourself and, and let us know in the Discord what you think of it. Uh. Is DK64 a three or a four or some other number entirely on a scale of one to five? Thank you. And don't 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 come at me with the 3.5 nonsense because that's not a five-point scale. It's that's... a ten-point scale. Bullcrap is like, what that is. That's how that works. I mean, if you go one... 1.5 that's 2 2, two that's 3 uh-huh. 2.5 is 4 uh-huh. so tell i don't need to go through the whole thing but Wait, tell me how the, that's not a 10 point scale what's next on that 3 is a is a is 5 oh okay 3.5 is 6 oh you still with me 4 is 7 wait is wait wait how 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 do numbers one is, work one is 1 1. 1.5 is, is 2 2 Two, two is three. three. Two point five is five. Four. Three is five. five. Wait, yeah, I don't know. Because three is halfway between one and five. Wait, right. no, it's not because double three be is six. six. I, hmm, I'm really it's struggling. Blow right my now. mind. <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't know. I three don't point- know. 3.5 is, is 6. Can you give a game a 0.5? Like, is that, I guess that would be the 10th point on the scale. Yeah, I guess that would be, you'd or have to give point, it a, a half point. 5.5 out of 5. Well, no, 0.5 would be 1. one point would, five, yeah, okay, you're right. So, okay, I'm glad we took the time. I'm glad we really entertained our that, listeners. It hurt, well, they're going to be entertained at our stupidity. My brain uh, hurts still with that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, All right, what, what did we do this week? Uh, melted my brain out of my ears. That's what I just did this week. That's really about it. I didn't do much this week. Well, read what you wrote down. Oh, it's fine. time for the Minish Recap. <gasps> Minish Recap? Ooh, boy. I love the Minish Recap. That's my favorite section of the show. 
It's um, everyone's favorite section of the show. One of my favorite things that I did this week is I got to play Fortune Street with two very good friends on stream. On this is Bobbers on Twitch. That was yeah, fun playing uh, Fortune Street. I mean, we I, I want to do it more regularly, but at the same time, like the last couple times I've played Fortune Street have been just absolutely miserable. That's um, it's because you were playing Fortune Street. Yeah, but like I I just don't recall a time in which I've ever been so unlucky. Like sometimes in Fortune Street, you just feel like you're just unbelievably unlucky, and like I I feel like I played the game really well. Like I made a comeback at the end, and I I came close. Uh, but ultimately, the the luck just obliterated me. I mean, that in game the early part is, of the game. That game is absolutely very, very highly luck dependent. But also, it's interesting because you could be playing great, and if somebody else does something stupid, it could destroy you. I, I also feel like if I had more time, like if the game, if we had gone to fifteen thousand instead of ten thousand, I would have won because I think I was playing really well. And I was overcoming a lot of the bad luck that I was having. I mean, so last... it's it's luck de- it's luck dependent, but it's also like time dependent. You yeah. know, it just de- I just need more time. For sure, at the end there, you and I had been struggling for the first three quarters of the game, and then in <laughs> that's the because last... the first thing you did was buy somebody out for like a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah, it's because it was that you for... couldn't afford. It's for the memes. But at the end there, for sure, you. Uh... There was one point where I looked at the scores and you were competing for first place more than doubling my score. And I was confused and more than a little scared. It's because I'm good at the game, man. Real man makes his own luck. Yeah. Um, What I want to do with Fortune Street is not play with a computer uh, player anymore and bring in some of our best friends of the show, friends of the show, and other community members to play with us. One of you, if you're listening to this. So if you're interested... Um, let us know. Maybe you can play with us. Yeah, you can. You can have me get angry and swear at you live, on air. Uh, I also played a new game, actually introduced to me by best friend of the show Josie, um, called Muck, which was it's presumably it was a game that was made in a day or in in a week or one of those types of things. Game it's, Jam. Yeah, one of those Game Jam style games. It's pretty cool. It's sort of like Minecraft if Minecraft was a roguelike. Uh, that uh, which that's like the last thing I would want to play. But that sounds like anti. That, like if that sounds like poison to me. <laughs> you you spawn into a new world with basically nothing, and you have to craft your way up item trees and fight enemies and try and escape the island that you're you're stuck on. And it sounds increases. like that one island in Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, well, maybe the, it's not so bad. I don't know. The enemy uh, difficulty increases at a like exponential rate, where if you don't do it quick enough, you're just going to die, which I died a lot playing it. Um, but it's definitely cool because it's multiplayer. So, you know, another thing that makes Shay definitely want to play it. Uh, but you can get, we can get like, what I want to do is get the bombers community together to try and take some runs to have like a whole bunch of us doing it all at once, you know, splitting up and tackling multiple different uh, objectives instead of just uh, me trying to do everything. I mean, I would, I would watch dudes play it. Like I, I, it's, I guess my question is like, are you all playing together yep. and like, so you're cooperating, you're, you're not, cooperating you're not all in the same. 
trying I mean, to that would be better. Island. That would be better for me. I don't like competitive multiplayer games because I get really competitive and then I get really angry. <laughs> you can just I'm get losing. angry at the computer. Uh, what, what, one of the biggest selling points of this game is that it is free to play and has zero microtransactions. So how does it make money? I don't know. I, it's a game jam game. It may it's it's about That's the exposure. True, I guess, yeah, I guess it doesn't have to make money if it's just one of those things that you threw together. So, real but it quick. but it, it it works. It's not like buggy and messy and like it's no. actually a real game. It's a real game. It's like a goofy like it's it's it it's a weird area of polish and not polish. The presentation is sort of like you ever see those totally accurate simulator games where everything's like wobbly and weird. Yeah, I don't like those either. I find them highly annoying. It's sort of similar to that, where, you know, it's not particularly polished, but it's polished enough to be playable and enjoyable and not buggy. So, check it well, out sometime. if I'm being honest with myself, it does not sound like something I would enjoy. I, I am trying to be more open-minded and give things a shot, and uh, I've been invited to play it now multiple times, uh, and I've had to decline for a various set of reasons it's just a deluge of reasons i mean they're legitimate reasons it's not like oh i don't really want to play that like like i would say that if i didn't want to play it i would say it and i i would be willing to give it a shot but also you know be prepared for me to be not happy <laughs> slightly less than happy yeah i want to try and slot it into one of our survival sundays uh, on twitch since it is a survival game Oh, that's it. I've really only done those two things. Otherwise, it's been a lot of taking care of house stuff. Took my cats to the vet. They're healthy, just so you're aware. All of you oh, get nice. to Good. see my cats in the Only Friends channel. Give us money to look at pictures of my cats. I feel like this whole episode has just been one long advertisement, like, basically for itself. It jokes on you. That's like what the, this entire podcast is. The whole time, we're <laughs> like, you know, if you if you uh, give us money, like, you can play Fortune Street with us. If you give us money, you can see pictures of our cats. If if you give us money, like, we'll tell you what we're spending it on. Like, how many times have we talked about people <laughs> giving us money on this episode? Like, it, man, we've changed. The money's changed, you man. What have you played uh, with I, the money that I, we've gotten? <laughs> I finished. I, well, I I bought this game with my own money. Thank you, but I I bought Bully. Uh, I talked about Bully on the last show. I finished it. I hundred percented Bully this week. Nice. And that's really primarily the only thing that I I did because I actually I was down south. I was in Arkansas for a fish show uh, this week, and it was awesome. And I'm nice. glad I went. But that was like 24 hours of driving in like a 48 hour period, and that Oof. was kind of kind of brutal. Um, but I'm glad I went. That was their first uh, first show of the tour. It was first show of the tour, first show since like early 2020. Because you know why. I, um, world events kind of got yeah. in the way. Yep. And uh, and then apart from Bully, uh, my my downtime, I've been uh, watching the Dragon Ball anime, uh, which I've been talking Classic. about a little on and off in like the Discord and stuff. And what I said was like, I was really. This is not a shot at Dragon Ball whatsoever. Uh, I was, like, shocked by how good it was um, because, you know, my whole life growing up, like, I never watched it, and I... And this is the original Dragon Ball, not Dragon Ball Z, the original Dragon Ball. Right. And, uh, like, I didn't know the difference anyway, but... <laughs> um, but 
you know, my whole life, like, they spent time, like, making fun of it because, like, oh, this is just, like, some stupid thing that, like, just, like, weeaboos and stuff like, and, you know, it's dumb. It's, like, wrestling. It's just, like, cheesy, bad entertainment. But, and maybe maybe there is a little bit of that on some level, but I, I, I'm really enjoying it. Like, it's it's stupid, but it's highly entertaining. I can't explain it. Yeah, sometimes stupid things are the most entertaining things. Cough, bomb, like this uh, podcast. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I never have actually sat down and watched the original Dragon Ball. I've watched a bunch of Dragon Ball Z, but not the original one. So I, I borrowed these from I borrowed the DVDs from Himaru, and they're all in English. Uh, they all have you know it's an English dub, mm-hmm. and you can watch the Japanese dub I think on Hulu. Um, but I recommend the English dub because not only is the acting good, uh, the voice acting is pretty well. I'm gonna say pretty good in like a dumb way. Uh, quotation marks it also just like keeps all the original japanese context like you can totally see like kid goku's you know uh private parts when he's like peeing and stuff like his his atari joystick yeah and and, like and there's this scene where bulma just like gives the finger to you know the uh emperor pilaf and it's like dude what is going on like how is this kid appropriate like you see her underwear like multiple times and i i just I don't understand how this is something that exists that, like, kids watch in Japan, but, like, God bless Japan. <laughs> so, that's yeah, what I've been doing. That sounds like pretty good uh, waste of time, basically. You I like also it. got... I got a... I got a... Body pillow. Uh-huh, Dakimakura. You're just <laughs> turning into a full-on weeb over there. I've, I'm becoming one. The body pillow I got because I thought it was funny, not because <laughs> is- I really wanted it. It is pretty funny. See, I thought the body pillow came with like a special edition something or another game. Well, the <laughs> the game, the body pillow didn't come with the game. The game came with the body pillow. To be ah, clear. that's uh, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, it's okay. I should say what the game is, but I'm going to butcher it. Udaware, Udaware Rumono. Udaware Rumono. Uh, Ma- yes, thank you. Mask of Truth. Uh, Rumor Macabre's favorite game. <laughs> yeah, he loves it. <laughs> Uh, he describes it as a. Uh, it's like a. Was it a so- softcore porn anime? Yeah. yeah. It it was originally was. May or may not have been softcore, but it definitely was like a tactical RPG Fire Emblem esque porn game. That they then I mean, made that. That's what I want out of Fire Emblem, and it doesn't go hard. Doesn't go far to enough. Deliver. Yeah. No. I mean, you you can marry guys, but what happens after that? Well, there's a time skip, and then they have children. Just First like comes real life. Love, then comes marriage. Then comes a time skip. <laughs> that's that's the three question mark question mark question mark for <laughs> profit. Children. That's a uh, was a uh, what awakenings where they have the big time skip, and everybody that you paired up had kids that you could then recruit into your army and marry to people the same age as their parents or something. Awakening was weird. Could you marry your own children? No. Again, but you could marry your best friend's children. So again, Fire Emblem not going far enough, and yet somehow also going too far. It's all about the direction you go, really. Uh, they did make an Utorero Mono uh, anime back in like two thousand six ish, something like that. I didn't know it was that old. Oh yeah, these are PS four games. Well, the series is still going. Huh. As far as what I'm aware. 
Uh, I enjoyed the enemy. It was pretty good. Again, it's... I have. What, what was cool about the enemy is it, it had a cool escalation of plot. Like, dude wakes up with amnesia, so there you go. Bringing in that <laughs> Dude, classic. of course he does. <laughs> why, would, why wouldn't the main character have amnesia? God dang, man. It's like, I don't know how they do it. These original plots, just show after show. But what's cool about it is the escalation because he he wakes up in a in a town and he like saves the town from an angry harvest god or something, and then he saves the town from the tax collector tax collector of the like county. Well, is then, there a lady? Is there a lady who's like kind of angry the entire uh, time? Always, always. Although it's much more of a harem anime, so they get together there's mul- there's a there's a sundare there's a dondare uh, I'm, I'm saying everything dere, wrong. Dere. <laughs> what? yeah uh, deg 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 um but but when he defends the the village against the like local county he ends up taking over the county as part of that well then the like kingdom attacks so he takes over the kingdom well then the neighboring kingdom attacks so he takes over the continent well then something else happens so he takes over the world then it turns out he's a god of death or something so he just fights i don't know heaven like it's just a steady escalation of ridiculousness sort of uh, along the lines of like Gorin Lagan, where eventually they're throwing galaxies at each other fighting god um if you think about it it's kind of an allegory for like my life it, basically Point is, fun anime. I enjoyed it. I think it's the plot of the first game. Or I, I don't know. I don't know anything about the games. Rumor knows he's played them porn games. I was on uh, howlongtobeat.com, and uh, and uh, that's an unfortunately named website for <laughs> like a softcore porn game, actually, howlongtobeat.com. Yeah. But, uh, but howlongtobeat.com tells you how long the games are in terms of, like, hours. And... Uh, if you wanted to complete that game, it's like eighty nine hours. To complete, like, geez. like complete, complete, or just to like finish the main like, story, like complete, like a hundred percent, like the main story. I think was like forty, which already is a lot. Yeah, but eighty nine, man, I hundred percented bully in about twenty five hours, they, and I was they, like, yeah, that's a long game. They got to custom tailor their porn games so that it takes sixty nine hours. <laughs> All right, <laughs> good goodbye, good goodbye, and good night. This was Bombers. Uh.